Welcome to the Broken Tables Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Vegas, here with our co-host, King Rome, as always, the Broken Predictions champion. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing excellent, Jeff. You know, I went to a birthday party, uh, my niece's birthday party, and um, we went laser tagging. Oh, that sounds and fun. And I fucking murdered a bunch of 10-year-olds <laughs> in laser tag. So here's the thing, right? Here's a funny story before we get into wrestling. So I, you know... I showed up along with, you know, my wife and uh, my wife's, my sister-in-law and her best friend, right? And the four of us, more so the best, my, my sister-in-law's best friend and myself, we were there, not just for my niece, but also to have, to, to play laser tag. We were very excited. Um, and there was about 11 kids and there was five adults that were playing. And the five adults, you know, went into the room and they, there's, it's a three team type thing. They split us up. And the 11 kids had it in their minds that they wanted to all be on the same team and face the adults. <laughs> and they thought it was a good idea. And, like, let me just tell you, first game, it was not a good idea for them. There was 11 of them, and we wiped the floor with them. I finished second place in that first game. The My sister-in-law's best friend finished first. And there was a mutual respect there because in the next game, the kids wised up. They were like, we got our ass kicked. Let's split up and have three teams. Well, the adult team still won. This time, I was in first place by a very large amount. I was very proud of myself. Very proud of my performance tonight in laser tag. Last time I played laser tag, within about two minutes, I was out of breath and hiding in the corner. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack. So so I was pretty out of shape, but like, and I want to get back into you. I actually would like to start doing it because I was, we were, you know, we were talking and they weren't very busy Uh, on a Friday night. It was kind of surprising. Apparently like people just don't go anymore, but they stay open until midnight and sometimes a little bit later because of like now people our age, well my age, you're a little bit older. My age actually go and play laser tag late at night. So I'm like, damn, I gotta get a squad together. We gotta go and play laser tag on a Saturday night in Ben Salem, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, so uh, let's get started here with the uh, review of AEW Quake at the Lake Rampage edition. Uh, this is episode 64 of the Broken Tables podcast. Welcome to everybody in chat. We got Big T, we got Juan C, and Coach Nick. Thank you guys for joining us every single uh, night here. We, we love you guys. Um, if you guys, guys don't haven't noticed, I got a new uh, little new new little screen here so we can see the avatars slightly better for you guys. Um, let me know if you guys like that. Um, but let's get started here. Um, we started off with a promo with uh, Brian Danielson in the ring. And Daniel Garcia comes out with the interruption, and we had one of my favorite interactions in the ring um, in quite a little while here. Um, you, I think you even sent me a uh, tweet from uh, Brain Damager there, uh, or Drain Damager, how 
Danielson said, you know, it's the sports entertainment shit that I hate. And oh, I knew it right away. I, I even wrote it down. I was like, yes, sports entertainment shit that I hate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I absolutely love this. I thought that this was phenomenal. You have Brian Danielson coming out talking about how he's, you know, he he, he says, I don't think I'll ever be 100%, but I don't need to be 100%. I just need to give it my all. And, you know, he's talking about how he's never going to willfully stop wrestling, which like, Oh man, my heart was set a flutter when he said that. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's talking about how like someone's gonna have to end my career. It's not gonna be Daniel Garcia, but somebody's gonna have to. Um, in which case, Daniel C- Daniel Garcia comes out, uh, and he talks about how Brian Danielson was his hero, and like it upsets him to see him keep retiring and coming back and retiring and coming back. He's like, it hurts me. It makes me want to hurt you. Yeah. Um, it was great. Which I I just loved. And then that leads to the the part that really just like I think that Daniel Garcia is gonna break away from the JS honestly, um, especially with Sammy being there now, uh, it's because he, he does this like I sent you the clip. He's sports entertainment bullshit pisses me off. Daniel Garcia is talking about, you know, I want to I'm gonna be known as the best technical sports entertainer of all time, and and Brian's like, why would you want to be that? Like if you're if you if I was really your hero. You should want to be the best technical pro wrestler of all time. Like, I can't fucking stand this sports entertainment bullshit. Um, so good. And, you know, he, he got, like, super personal. He grabs, like, Garcia's, like, looking away because he knows it's true. And, like, Brian's like, look at me, damn it. And he grabs his face and turns, like, oh. so good, man. So fucking good. Brian Danielson, I was watching this promo, and I'm like, I don't know if it's in the cards, but I really hope Brian Danielson, you know, at some point his AEW run ends up world champion. Yeah, me me too, man. Um you know, it, it leads me to think we may get some sort of swerve going in the future where uh Moxley wins this world title and then goes against Danielson for it, you know what I mean? When they go uh Punk versus Moxley. Sure, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. You know, you you don't want it to be obvious who's going to win that match. We know they're going to have the match, and we don't want to just be like, well, Punk's winning and getting his belt back. Like, we, I, I don't think that's the way you go. You know what I mean? Wait, so you're you're saying that you think in this match it's a better idea to book Mox to beat the returning Punk? I don't know if it would be the better idea, but I would like for there to be some sort of, um, you know believability of it rather than everybody just being like all right cool we're gonna have this match where you know punk gets his uh unified or unified title back i don't know how do you see it as more belief what's that you said you used the word believable yeah did, did you mean to use that what what is like why is it less believable for punk to be mox no it's it's not it's just it seems like that's what everybody's just assuming already they're like oh i can't wait for him to come back and you know take his belt back essentially and i'm just like not so fast you know i hear what you're saying i unfortunately in wrestling sometimes things pop up where and and there you go juan just hit the nail on the head with how you could redirect punk perfectly have mjf show up and ruin you know and sabotage the match for punk you know what i mean see here's my problem with that My, my problem with that is i don't think it makes sense because you're talking about things making sense yeah. I don't think it makes sense for CM Punk to one uh, have such a non-existent world title ring, and I also don't think it makes sense. So, like, the coach and I were talking about this in the Discord a few days ago, where 
we were discussing, I think it was the coach, pretty sure it was the coach. We were in the film room, we were shooting the shit, and Jeff took us to the film room. We were in the film room, and we were talking about, you know, MJF coming back, MJF screwing over, you know, MJF being the guy to dethrone CM Punk for the world title and doing it when we, like, when like right when MJF comes back. And I make the argument, you know, and you can disagree with me if you'd like, I make the argument that it makes no sense for MJF to be the guy that dethrones Punk right now. I don't, I think Punk should be the guy to dethrone Punk in the end, but, like, I don't think that Punk should drop the title. I mean, regardless of injury, even even if he was injured, but especially because he was injured, there, like, I just don't, it doesn't seem re- realistic to think that Punk's going to drop the title to anyone, like, in the immediate future. We weren't, we weren't like, thinking yeah. dropping it to MJF, but, like... The injury kind of changes things, though. You know what I mean? Like, there were plans, and the injury definitely changed plans, so. Sure, you know, but, like, I, we I'm just putting ideas out there because I, I do want some people to have some doubt in the back of their minds. You know, I want to be that voice of uh, reason to yeah. give people some doubt. That's all. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you, and I understand. I just, I also don't think that, again, I don't think MJF and Punk getting involved together makes sense right now. They just feuded for a few months, you know, to start, to end last year and start this year. So yeah. I just don't see it as something that makes the most sense. Um, again, I do think MJF should be the guy that beats CM Punk for the title. A lot of people think it should be Eddie Kingston. I like that pick, but I think MJF is a more powerful pick there. So yeah. I do think that MJF should dethrone him. I just don't think it should happen this year. No, yeah, you know, I, I agree. From I mean, I see your your point as well. I'm just trying to put that idea out there, so you know. Just to get people talking a little bit. <clears throat> no, absolutely. I, I get it. I'm going to try and pop this chat out a little bit. Gotta make it. All right. So uh, after go. Danielson and Garcia together, uh, you know, speaking of Garcia, that's why I'm wearing my nice uh, Kangol hat here. Actually, I don't even think this is a Kangol. It's something probably more expensive. <laughs> I don't even remember what it is. But um, we had a really quick recap video of uh, the CM Punk return. Um, it almost felt like they kind of... They were just like, wait, screw this. We need to get to the next match. You know, did you did you notice that at all? Well, I think they, they did it because it's a huge thing and it's gotten them a lot of views on YouTube. True. Um, the CM Punk video is over, I think, 1.5 million, probably even more. This morning it was over 1.5 million. Nice. Um, I mean, look, man, and, and this is the other thing about, about Moxley dropping the belt or, um, yeah, or Moxley beating Punk is that CM Punk is the number one guy in the company. And of course, that's debatable. Of course, you could say Omega. Of course, you could say Hangman, not the coach. Coach isn't going to say Hangman. You know, there's a lot of guys. You could say Danielson. You could say Jericho. You could say Mox. And that's how great AEW's roster is. At the end of the day, Punk is the biggest draw in the company. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, like, whenever, wherever the guy shows up, he pulls in the best ratings, he pulls in the best demo. Um, for the most part and like again like his youtube videos like the debut huge huge youtube buzz his return huge youtube buzz you know like he won the world title for a reason that's why i think his world title reign is going to be meaningful because i don't think he's going to get another one um i think that there's a lot of talent in aw and i think punk understands that so i for me i think this title reign needs to be meaningful and and somewhat long i I think he should honestly. I think he should hold the belt till next November and drop it at full gear. That's what I would say, and that could be a hot take. I don't know, but 
That's what I would do. Uh, the Arthur Astro Big T is after All Out. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, I think that they just touched on it briefly because it's the hot topic in AEW right now. Yeah, yeah. Because also, Kenny Omega is most likely coming back next week also. So you go, you want to give the punk news some room to breathe. So you're like, hey, punk came back, just so everyone knows, in case you missed it. Yeah. If you missed it, you should definitely be watching Dynamite. It's, it's must-see TV. So, you know. Yep. Um, so with that Arthur Ashe show, Big T, we were uh, like a day away from buying tickets to it. Um, we were planning on getting the tickets, and then they announced the Philly show. And we were like, what are we doing? And we decided on, you know, going to the Philly show. It's a lot easier for everybody. We can all go to work the next day and not yeah. be zombified. You know what I mean? So I was very on the cusp of being okay with it, though. If you had oh, said, I really no, was we're too. doing it, I would, I would not have fought you on it. But I think you were the one. I think you were the... You were the final one because I was like, dude, I'm cool either way. Like, let's do it or let's not, dude. whatever. But, like, as long as we go to at least one, I'm fine. And then you were like, ah, you know what? Let's just do the one. And I was like, I'm telling right, you, fine. it's a kind of a stadium show, and I've never been to a stadium show, really. Um, I might take a look and see if there's any tickets left for it. And if they're not crazy, I don't even care where we sit. I just kind of want to be there, see what's up. Juan saying, Punk holding the title for a year. Definitely see that getting stale. Roman was able to do it for a year, but not everyone is able to pull it off. I think CM Punk can do it way better than Roman. And I know Juan's probably sitting there right now thinking, of course, Roman, of course you think that. You hate WWE. Roman is over Punk. 700 days. It's horrible. Just, uh, come on, man. Can we just say how ridiculous that is? Like, we like that, that was Vince's vision the whole time. And it's just like, man, fuck that. That, like, Roman was never that good period and like like I, I admit that his his tribal chief stuff is probably the best stuff he's done in his career but that's not saying much so it's kind of like ugh, you know what i mean and, yeah but no i think punk can absolutely have a long title ring i think it can go a year i don't see why it can't there's plenty of guys that punk can feud against it's like this this title run is punk's like i think punk is a three-year deal i'm not 100 percent sure on that but, like, you know I mean? Like, this big title reign is going to be his big main event run where he's going to wrestle, you know, the top guys in the company for the title. You know, he's going to face Mox here. He's going to, you know, he's going to wrestle all the top guys in the main event. Yeah. So that, 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 that's why I think you, you, can, you can make that work for 10 months, 11 months. I mean, I mean yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Um, I just feel like... Uh... MJF showing up and something like that is going to be massive uh, rating spike for Wednesday uh, after the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. I just, you well, know. Yeah, but the pro my problem with that is that, that at that point, that's Crash TV. You don't want to make Crash TV. You want to make TV that's meaningful, that grows, that tells a story. No, that tells and a huge I story, dude. It's MJF coming back. He costs CM Punk the match. CM Punk forgets about the title for just just during this program goes and does whatever he does with MJF for a while. We we get MJF back, which is a huge deal. And Moxley goes and does something, let's say, with Danielson for a minute. Um, and then Punk goes back after his title because he, you know, he was costed by MJF. Like, that's a big story it tells. I hear you. I just feel like we just spent six, seven months before MJF walked out doing Punk versus MJF. And I, I feel like AEW's done a really nice job of not doing a lot of rematches and stuff like that and that that's my one thing where it just 
I, I do think MJF should be the one to beat Punk. I do. And this is why I think Punk's title reign should be a little bit of a longer title reign. Um, a clear, I mean, in the chat, that doesn't seem like that's the popular opinion. But I, I think that... I just... I don't think that you have MJF come in and, and do that that quickly. That soon. It just doesn't... I don't know. It just seems like... It seems a little rushed. No, I get you. I'm just, you know the injury definitely changed some things and you know we'll see how it we'll see how it turns out we'll see what tony wants to do like i would say my argument is is that if they were going to and again the injury changes things and mjf being upset does change things but my, my thing is is like not that it's gonna be bad it's gonna be great but i just feel like if, if they were going to end up doing mjf beating punk for the title anytime this year then i wouldn't have had them do the seven months of excellent storytelling previously like that that you yeah. should have saved all that for this because that would have made it like fucking money it's gonna be money no matter what but i'm thinking about what's gonna be the best product yeah and i and i would not have that's just my opinion i mean we could but even I, I like we could uh have mjf come back for a um what is it a uh, wardlow you know interference cost him the title or some something like that you know i, I mean i don't think that either and, that, and that's where like Again, it's definitely feasible for Punk to get screwed here. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible. It, it you know, it, it makes sense to an extent. Just like, what, what does he do when he comes back? If he comes back, you know what I mean. We got two storylines that would make sense, and if not, where else? I mean, honestly, what I would do. And this is just me, and this is a starting point. I would have it be. So again, we talk about in this fantasy booking. Yeah, yeah, fantasy of course. booking. So Stokely's recruiting these guys, right? He's going. He's we, we, you know, I, I shot the idea out there that maybe this is an MJF faction that's forming, and we just don't know it yet, right? Mm -hmm. What if he comes back and we do MJF and his faction versus the Blackpool Combat Club? I think that that would be yeah. a great way. That would be a great feud, and you can have MJF working against Brian Danielson, you can have MJF working against Mox, you can have MJF working against Claudio, and he can, like, pick up wins on these guys, you know? Uh, and I think that you could do it in a, in a way that, like, Blackpool Combat Club takes up so much TV time. You, you could have it be, like, MJF's pissed the fuck off, and all these guys who aren't getting TV time and aren't getting respected in AEW, they're like, well, these guys are getting all the fucking TV time. Why aren't we getting all the TV? Like, why aren't we getting TV time? And that's the way I would do it. That's the way I would go about doing this because there's so many money matches in that rivalry right there where you have MJF versus Brian Danielson. That sounds like a banger. Like, that's a match that, like, no one's even really even thought about happening. That sounds amazing. MJF versus Moxley we haven't had yet, I don't believe. That sounds amazing. Again, MJF Claudio. Shit, you could have MJF and Wheeler Yuta. Like, that would be fucking dope. Uh, again, I'm not saying that it's unfathomable that Punk's gonna drop the title relatively quickly. I just think that his injury, like, if he hadn't gotten injured, it does change it, but I, I think it changes it the other way. Well, I think that there's no way Punk drops the belt. I tell you what, um, one of the one of the members of your uh, King's Court there just made a great point that if Brian comes out to cost Mox the, the belt, then that would give us a reason for Mox versus Danielson again. You mean Bray. So he he said he met he met Brian. Oh, okay. oh I see that. Okay. Um, that's actually well, that's a great idea as well. That keeps the title on Punk. Um, that gets Mox out of the way essentially until we have Mox versus Brian, and maybe we get Brian to be the first one to beat Mox clean 
in God knows how long it's been. I think two and a half, three years now. I don't think he's ever lost clean, actually. Again, and, and major disclaimer, I understand that I have a, a, a heavy bias here. I am well aware of that, and I will never not point out when I have a bias. Yeah. It just, I don't think it makes sense, especially with the injury taken in consideration, for CM Punk to lose to Moxley. I just don't. No, I'm saying like even if it's a dirty finish, even if it's like I don't like if it's Brian, if it's MJF, for me it just I just don't think it makes sense. You have so much goodwill with the fans, and people are so happy to see Punk, even if you don't do a long title reign. I just I just don't see him losing the belt this year. Well, yeah, I, I, I can like agree with February. that now. Now that I think about Danielson costing Mox, you know, the belt, then Punk keeps his oh, title. You said Danielson costing Mox. Yeah, Danielson, Danielson costs Mox the belt, and then that oh. keeps the belt on Punk. That gets Mox away from Daniels or for, uh, Mox away from Punk for a little bit. Um, we get Danielson versus Mox, and then we see where we go from there. Maybe we get Danielson finally to be the one to beat Mox, and then he goes against Punk for the title. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought I thought it was um, Danielson costing uh, Punk. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Which that would be an awesome feud. Now I, we're gonna get that match someday, and that's gonna be oh, that's yeah, yeah. for me. That's that's the destination. That's where I want to get to. Like, I can't. Can we I can't wait to match? see those two face off. That's gonna be oh, yeah. gonna be great. Gonna All right, play. let's move on here. Next up, we had the AAA Mixed Tag Team Championships with Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara versus Sky Blue and Dante uh, Dante Martin. Um, I was really surprised at the crowd pop we got here for Sky Blue and Dante. Um, I do believe I this not- is Dante's hometown, which is why the pop was so loud. Is that correct? Correct. But okay. still, uh, still really, really cool to see. Um, yeah. I just want to say that, and, and this could be a testament more so to Sammy than than and, and Ty than Dante and Blue Sky, but Dante Martin is doing his best work right now. And I'm and I'm very much enjoying it. Like I just want to say that like watching this match, I, I think Sky Blue as well also doing her best work. I think Dante Martin is finally telling stories in his wrestling matches. I don't want to sound like one of those like I know like a big criticism against AEW is it's all flips, but I do believe you can still tell a good story in wrestling and do the high flying stuff. I think that there's a very healthy balance that AEW does do. The WWE fans don't think that they do, but they do. Dante Martin's one of those guys who just kind of really hasn't put much of that into it yet, but I'm seeing that in this match, and I really appreciated that. I, like, he, he was telling a story while he's wrestling this match, and I thought that was awesome. Dude, um, and Sorry, guys. I actually was going to say, I thought all four of them did incredible in this match. Oh, yeah. um, this match actually brought me back to not absolutely despising Sammy and Ty. Um, well, I think the problem was that they were trying to push them as baby faces, and it yeah. just wasn't working. Yeah. People just weren't having it. And you got to go with, you got to go with with what the crowd gives you. And at the end of the day, if the crowd don't like Sammy and Ty, you can't make them baby faces. And, and Tony Khan understands that. So, yeah, I completely agree. Um, now, if I think we got something slightly wrong, or I think I did last time we we talked about uh, Ty Conti there. Um, she changed her name now to Ty Mello. She used to be Ty Nara. I think we were saying that it was just uh, Ty Mello Conti, but it was Ty Nara Conti, I was saying. You know what I mean? Um, I had it wrong one way or another, but it's Ty Mello now. I think she dropped the Conti part of her name completely, and it's just Ty Mello. So the interesting thing is that so her name, her first name is Ty Nara. Yes. Her last name, she was married before Sammy. 
Yes. And her 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 ex husband's last name was Conti. Yes. So she dropped the Conti because she's married to Sam. Yes. But they, I guess they didn't want to do Ty Guevara because it doesn't sound as good. So Ty Mello is what they went. Yep. All right. So uh, this was a great match, man. Um, I was very surprised that I enjoyed all the way through this match from actually seriously from beginning to end entrances to the finish. It was great. Um, and here's a here's a rarity for you. I think that the the tag rules in this match actually fit perfectly. Yeah, I thought it was really awesome because Sammy and Ty being the heels when Dante really wanted to fight Sammy, Sammy would tag in Ty. And I was like, damn, this is the first time in a in a mixed tag team match i feel like ever like maybe i'm wrong but that i've ever seen where it made sense on a psychology level for sammy and ty and for these rules to exist because sammy's like i don't want to fight you bro tag in ty ty will fight blue sky or sky blue sorry yeah. sky blue um but yeah man this is a really good match and it was great work from everyone involved and dante and sky blue currently in the middle of the the best work that they've done at least in, from what i've seen from yeah, and I actually really enjoyed the uh, referee work in this match. You know, the referee's discretion thing with, you know, they got involved intergender there a little bit. And normally the ref would kind of be all crazy about it, but he was just kind of like letting it go. He's like, hey, if they're going to do it, let them do it. And it was cool. It was cool to see the girls get a couple moves in there on the guys. Um, uh, Ty Conti hits Sky Blue at the end there with the Ty KO and gets to finish the one, two, three. Um, great match. I was entertained. Uh, I had no problems with it. And like I said, to be honest, it actually reeled me back in a little bit from my hatred of, uh, Sammy and Ty. So I think this was a great job all around here. You know, well, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up was a Lucha brothers promo on the, uh, faction Los Ingobernables. Hey, I did it. Yes. Um, and I always use this, and you're going to make fun of me again, but I was a little confused here at the Lucha Brothers cutting this promo, like, we're going to kick your guys' asses, and I'm like, you just lost to them. Like, literally just lost to them. Didn't they? They did, but why are you confused? Because they were making this promo sound like that match didn't happen. They were like, we're going to get these dudes, we're going to kick their asses, and I was like, they just beat you. <laughs> to my screen jeff yes sir how you doing jeff i'm doing good man doing good how about yourself i'm doing phenomenal i i played laser tag today with a bunch of 11 year olds 10 year olds and wiped the floor with them like cm punk in an AEW championship match um so they i don't know exactly how i can break this down for you uh because it's really kind of bare bones like yes they had a match against each other but the point is, is that they have another match coming up in the trios tournament. So therefore they're letting us know that with, with, with Pac coming back, the, the three of them are going to kick the other three's ass. Oh, okay. So I completely missed that. They were referring to the trios match that they're having. Cause they didn't have the third member of either team there. Okay. I get it now. I get it. Did you watch? Did you watch the promo? I, I did, but not seeing either third member. I don't know if my brain just still put it together as a tag match, but I get it now. They, okay. they literally showed a. They showed like a snippet of pop. They, 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 they said did. It. Yeah, they did. They did. 
It's okay. All right. Well, as long as you Big T was with me too a little bit there, but now that I see like what they were saying, they're like, we have a champion who's going to be our third. We're going to beat your guys' asses this time. Okay. T, how did it not make sense? Again, they they they're in the trios tournament against them. So like, why would they not? Why would they not cut a promo saying they're going to beat them? Are they supposed to be like, well, you beat us once, so I guess you're going to beat us again. We'll just lay down and die and take the pin. Like, what do you like? No. Yo. That's a good idea from Coach there. Um, I, I can get like a snippet of the break it down music, and when we go to your thing, it could be like, break it down. <laughs> that would be really cool, actually. I'm a big DX guy, so that I would definitely be... That'd be cool. Definitely be down for that. Um, anyways, yeah, I thought this was a good promo. I mean, I don't think it was anything amazing. It got the job done. I mean, the trio's tournament's ramping up, and they're doing promos to, to sell the tournament. So, yeah, cool. Thank you for explaining that to old man jeff here jeff that's what i'm here for man you know i love you and yeah like here's the thing right here like i know that i come off as like a hardcore troll sometimes to you jeff you know i i, I want you to understand things you know I, I i love you man and i just i want to help you i'm here to help i appreciate it on wait one what how did i have a bad take about like it's just factual <laughs> it was a tree it's to they have a trios match coming up in two weeks why yeah, would they yeah, not yeah. cut a promo about it like hold on i want to hear juan's argument here about how this is a bad take how is it a bad take that they factually cut a promo for a trios match in two weeks yeah, like, i'm not I, sure i'm not actually sure what he meant uh, I don't, about the I bad take like to know as well look all right yes i'm a big cm punk guy and i want cm punk to have a title reign because it makes me feel good inside it makes my my heart it makes my heart go a flutter okay I admit, but I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad take. It's just you don't agree with that take. It's not a bad take. This isn't like Orange Cassidy is not world championship material take. Like, that's a bad take. Or like Forrest, you know, when we were friends, him telling me Pokemon Legends of Arceus is a bad game. That's a bad take. Me saying CM Punk should be champion for have a nice long title reign. I don't think it's a bad take. It could be a not popular take. There's a difference between an unpopular take and a bad take. These are two different things. <laughs> like, you know what? If everyone's just gonna hate on me, I'm just gonna sit here. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna sit here, and there won't be any video game twenty questions. If everyone's gonna be Aww. a jerk, if everyone's gonna be a jerk, then that's that's what we're gonna do. As long as he doesn't talk about Hangman. <laughs> All right, Jeez. let's uh, move on here. So next up, we had Parker Boudreaux versus Sunny Kiss. And, yo, did I hear Jane's Addiction for Parker Boudreaux's entrance music? Um, so, Par so, Parker, I actually wrote this in my notes. It's the Trustbusters theme. I don't know if that's Jane's Addiction, but I re I love that song. Whatever yeah, it is, I gotta find it. I'm fairly sure it's a Jane's Addiction song. I used to be a big fan of the band, and yeah, I, I just hear that lead singer's voice. I, I gotta look it up. I haven't looked it up yet. If you could find out for me, I would really appreciate it, because I really like that song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll send it to you if I find it. Yeah. Um, no entrance for Sunny Kiss, so I was a little uh, worried that Sunny's uh, going to be seeing the door soon, but we'll get to that later on. Um, Sunny gets absolutely squashed by Parker Boudreaux here. Thank you, Coach um, Nick. Another reason that, you know, I thought she was going to be out the door. Should I say, I don't even know if I should say he or she. This world is so confusing to me now. Um, so. Yeah, Parker absolutely destroyed Sonny. Uh, tried to get a couple of licks in there, but, you know, they just, they're just they pushing him as a monster. He looks good. 
He does. He really Juan, does. I don't know Parker. if you saw the match tonight, man, but Parker looked great. I didn't see anything that I would have been upset for him being on my TV. And, uh, you know, I, I like the guy. I can't wait to see some more from Parker. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think the guy shows a little bit of inexperience still, but, like, he just looks great. He looks, he looks like a like a fucking monster like a yeah. beast as big t said in the chat um he looks great and uh, again i really like the trust busters i really like this faction <laughs> i think you know, i wasn't expecting it you know i remember when we saw the ari Divari promo before death before dishonor on rampage and then we got the rampage match or um, i'm sorry the death before dishonor match like it, it felt like a kind of like whatever ring of honor faction but like not to say ring of honor is whatever but it just you know what i mean it just felt like a faction that's just going to be there to kind of pad out the roster but like it's a really good faction i really like it i like ari davari yeah. i like 90s jeff i like parker Boudreau. i like all of them you know I, I think it's great you know what's really weird to me is this uh what, what's the um the 90s guy's name something jay slim J. slim J. I don't know why i like this dude because when I first look at him, I'm like, I hate this guy. But then for some reason, every time he's out there, I'm just, I just kind of like, it's just one of those things where it's like almost so cheesy, you laugh at it. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's funny. All right. So um, the crowd really, really cheered on Sonny in this match uh, when he got a couple of licks in there. So I have a feeling they might get a little bit shit on for uh, the squash match, but I think they saved it, you know, with what happens later on in the uh, show here. So we'll keep oh, yeah. uh, going on here. Next up, we had a uh, backstage promo with Andrade and Roosh with the Butcher, the Blade, and, oh, excuse me, Private Party. So I believe we're, this was kind of telling us that Andrade's family office or whatever it was called is still a thing. Kind of the opposite. Okay. Do you need to break it down for you? Well, it did seem like they were kind of screaming and yelling at each other a little bit. But essentially, like Excalibur said, he's like, Andrade instructed Private Party to go get the belts because he wants the belts. So, like, it, it, you know, I didn't realize that they were still a thing. I thought that that was, like, long gone. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great, sir. <laughs> All right, so you you were, you were close. You're you're close. So the point of the promo was they're they're teasing private party breaking away from the AFO. Okay. So yes, the AFO is still a thing. And basically, what happens in this promo is Andrade is introducing Roosh to the rest of the AFO. <laughs> and Roosh, he's like, I don't fucking care about these guys. He's yeah, like, I don't fucking care about these guys. <laughs> these fucking losers. Yeah, that was um, funny. At which case, Isaiah Cassidy gets mad, um, and then Andrade kind of puts him in his place. Like, hey, last time you guys had an opportunity to get the job done for us, you lost to Keith Lee. Um, and so basically, Andrade, like, basically, they like Private Party is saying, like, we're sick of being being in this spot. We're sick of being treated poorly. Like, we, we've given up our careers to first help matt hardy and now help you and it, we're not getting anywhere with this um which sets up a match for next week on rampage and it seems like we're getting towards a private party breaking away from the fo which i'm all for i think private party is extremely talented and they've kind of taken the kind of had the shit end of the stick in terms of the booking for the past like year and a half so 
good for them. Yeah. All right. So next up, we had the Gun Club versus Beardhausen. We had Danhausen with Eric Redbeard. Um, man, Redbeard looked great in this, didn't he? Yeah, man. And I think this was a it's a really fun duo. Oh. I really like uh, Danhausen with the with the big guy team. Like, I think it's yeah, it's a, it's a really good concept that really works. Yeah, it's an excellent dynamic for him. I agree one hundred percent. Um, like I said, Redbeard looked great. This was a really fun and entertaining match. Um, Billy Gunn interferes there towards the end and causes uh, Redbeard to go over the ropes. Um, you know, the ass boys take advantage and hit Danhausen with the, uh, Famouser. And this was a little odd here at the finish. I enjoyed the whole thing, but Billy Gunn gets in the ring and starts yelling at the boys and he's like, really? That's what you're going to give us? And I'm assuming he's talking about the finish of them utilizing the interference to get the win. But my brain was like, you're the one that caused the interference, Billy. How are you giving them shit for when you're the one that caused the interference? Okay, so should, I don't want to overdo something. Do I, need, do I need to do the break it down thing again, or should I just explain it to you? Just explain it. I mean, <laughs> I don't... Look, I feel like the chat's already on the verge of, like, of like just... Don't worry, when I get the sounder, we'll do it every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like the chat's already on the verge of being done with me, so I'm just going to, like, play it cool for the rest of the night, you know? But, <laughs> but um, no, so I think the reason that they did this... Originally, I, was, I thought it was weird for them to win the match and then for him to shit on them, but then I realized that that actually makes it more believable that they're going to turn on Billy because Billy is being so hard on them right now. They just won the match. And yes, they did it in a heel fashion and they cheated, but they just won this match that Billy made for them. And then Billy is still shitting on them saying like, like that was terrible. Like this is why I missed the acclaim. So when Billy leaves and Stokely gives the card again, <laughs> I know big T, I love you guys. Um, but, you know, the, the point is is that Billy leaves the gun club, Austin Colton. They're upset because they just won this match. Billy is still just shitting on them no matter what. And that makes it more believable that Stokely can get them to come and join their join his faction. So I think that the booking of this match is very particular because, like, that's their dad. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they aren't just going to, like, fucking leave their dad for no reason. You know what I mean? No. It's funny you said that of them turning on Billy. For whatever reason, that thought didn't even occur to me of them turning on him, getting mad that he keeps like being so hard on them. That's a great point. Yeah, but that's the, that's the direction that they're going in. The direction that they're going in is that the Austin and Colton are going to join Stokely, and again, like they're just trying to they got they're going to get him away from Billy. I, I honestly think Billy Gunn might go back with the acclaim. I think that's such a hot act that yeah. they might actually do that. Like, I could see the acclaimed, like, saving Billy. Yeah. And then but coming out. I don't know and... about that much. That's, that's, that's just me assuming something that's hot keeps getting the, the, the right treatment. Um, yeah. but... uh, Doge, only the mods can trigger that. Uh, Big T, try to trigger that Battle Royale. I, I set it up to where mods can do it, but I'm not sure if it's worked yet. All right. So next up... Uh... You know, we had a uh, Swerve and Keith Lee great, great promo. 
up next. Um, this is one of my all-time great promos for uh, Swerve in Our Glory for me. This was fantastic. And I'm not sure if anybody noticed, but Keith Lee and Swerve were passing back and forth a Fiji water bottle. And we'll just say that that was not water in that water bottle. I'm pretty sure they were hinting that it was like vodka or something in there. That was, that was yeah, not, <laughs> definitely not water. <laughs> yes, the, the mods can trigger it now. Sweet. You know, so funny thing about Swerve, right? Because I was on Twitter before, uh, before Rampage. Because again, I was, I was, you know, beating the crap out of kids at a laser tag party. So I got home and I was just kind of on Twitter, kind of getting caught up with, you know, both Eagles preseason football and and people, what they were talking about on SmackDown uh, on Twitter. And there was this fan, I say fan very loose, he was a Fed drone. He was basically, he tweeted at Swerve because uh, Hit Row got back together without him on SmackDown tonight because Triple H is bringing back all of his C-list NXT guys at this point. Um, and and uh, <laughs> I just kind of answered Juan's question when I said C-tier NXT group. Um, it's okay, Big T. I forgive you. Um, but, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so this guy tweets at Swerve and he said, Swerve, you need to leave AEW and come back to WWE. You're being wasted in AEW. And Swerve quote tweeted it, and he said, wasted? <laughs> what an idiot. Like, like you can clearly tell that this man has not does not watch the product, and he's not a fan of Swerve Strickland. Because then Swerve responded, or he responded to Swerve, like, hey, man, I'm just a fan of yours, and I'm just calling, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you're a main event quality talent. And it's just like... You're clearly not watching AEW then, because the man's currently one half of the tag team champions. He's having meaningful matches on TV every single week, and they're all bangers. So, like, see, Juan, now that's a bad take. That That is an awful take. Probably, you, people are saying, I'm having bad takes tonight, Jeff. That's a bad take in the chat right there. Yeah, I got to agree, Juan. That's definitely... Karrion Cross better than Malachi Black. What a shitty promo from Karrion Cross tonight. Like, well, I'm sorry. I'll disagree I, with that. I, I thought the promo was good. I, I did. I thought it was awful. I like, and, and, and again, I know I have a bias. I'm willing to admit it. I've never been a big fan of um, Arian. I don't get it. I don't like him. I think he's a cool entrance, and that's literally it. But I just think, like, I don't know, man. I, I listened to this promo. I watched this promo, and I'm like, ah, that was not good. That was <laughs> not a good promo. <laughs> and he you said, Juan, are you high? I mean, he's in the high rollers with me, quite possibly. Yeah. High rollers are constantly in shambles. Quick um, um, question, Rome. What's the name yeah. of the Pokemon that's a mouse type with a black side of his face and a orange side of his face? Uh, that was from Sword and Shield. I forget what his name is. Um, that's the one that you are, Coach. If you want to change it, type exclamation avatars and you can choose. Pick a wrestler, man. They'll be Ric Flair. I know, I know what you're. I know Woo! what Pokemon. I see it on the on the bottom of the screen. It's it's one of the um the rivals like Pokemon. I think it begins with an M, but I'm yeah. not 100 percent sure. I have the card in my deck. I just I don't remember his name. I haven't touched Damn, that. Damn, Bret Hart just got forever. fucking exploded by Rhydon. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> Rhydon wins. I've seen that happen before. Fatality. <laughs> Holy crap! Rhydon win. Who was that? Who was that? Is that Big T? That's Big T. Fuck yeah, Big T, Big T, bringing it home for the Kings Sports. Yo, I just Fuck noticed that um, the one that I have is um, <laughs> Bret Hart. He swings a chair when he's attacking. He's just smashing people with a chair. 
So Jeff, curious question here. So everyone's avatars, like, are is, is people are people controlling the avatars, or is this is this a random thing? So it's a random thing. Um, oh, they God. can do exclamation attack and then at somebody. Um, I've never really put all the stuff they can do in chat there. You can do a bunch of weird stuff like jump. Um, there's attack. When you go to the avatars page, it'll tell you all the different things you can do there. If you click up on the top, it'll give you all the stuff that you're able to do. Um, anyways, yeah. So I just thought it was funny that this that, uh, this carrying cross promo, in my opinion, it wasn't very good. And you said it was ballsy for him to mention getting fired. And I don't understand how you thought it was ballsy well, because he literally, the guy that fired him isn't there anymore. And Triple H clearly brought him back. So... I, I, you, you said it was ballsy. I don't see it anywhere near ballsy. I well, thought it was. Very I felt more expected. more for them to mention it. You know what I mean? Like, I it was just it felt weird, and I was kind of like, oh, that took some balls. But I don't know if that even makes any sense. You know, I don't know. Yeah, no offense. I don't think it does. I, I don't think it's ballsy at all. It's a completely different guy running creative right now. It'd be one thing yeah. if Vince brought him back, and Vince was still there. Yeah. Like I could say like, oh yeah, maybe that is a little ballsy. But I don't know. No, I don't. I don't like. If he was a hundred percent gone and like not the majority shareholder, maybe I probably wouldn't have thought that. You know what I mean? But no, I know. just I don't know. I, I disagree. Like, this I, get you. I, I totally understand. Yeah, I I didn't like it. But anyways, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Swerve and Keith Lee have accepted a challenge from Private Party, and basically they said, "Listen, you're not even in the top five, but." Nobody in the top five will accept our chat, uh, you know, accept a match with us. So you got it. So that should be good. That's going to be a really good match. Private Party versus uh, Swerve in Our Glory. I'm, I, I will enjoy that match thoroughly. Yeah. Um, next up was Hook coming out to the ring for a promo with uh, Tony Schiavone. And basically all we got from Hook was a uh, yup. <laughs> uh, I th think he did it a couple times to some questions from Tony. And then we had the biggest douche in the world from the shitty state of New Jersey come out. And I just wrote, yo, fuck this guy from New Jersey. That's what I wrote on my page. Because I think I'll let Rome take this one from here. Go ahead, sir. Jeff, 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 cut to my camera, please. Oh, yeah, I was already hitting the button. Folks, look, for those that weren't, you know, here early, early in the history of the Broken Tables podcast, there, I need to let people know something. I need to remind people of something. And that is that New Jersey, right? Absolutely bottom, like a bottom two state. Like it, <laughs> I used to say it was the worst. I've come to have a real strong dislike for another state. But like, it's more of an equal hatred. I mean, there's 50 of these fucking states and I still say if Jersey's not the worst, it's like the second worst. So that's, that's not an improvement necessarily, but I fucking hate New Jersey. Like I really do. I can't stand it. And, and for those that are, are lucky, like the coach to be literally as far fucking away from New Jersey as you possibly can be. Like, it's just the worst. It's so bad. Like the Jersey shores in New Jersey, fucking you can't make a left turn in new jersey it's illegal to pump your own fucking gas in new jersey and like you have to tip the guy because he's doing a service and if you don't tip him you feel like a fucking dickhead and it's just like <laughs> uh, wait sorry nsf you know little not appropriate but like it's just it's awful and like and that's barely any like that's barely scratching the surface 
of why New Jersey is awful. Forrest is from, you know, he's not from New Jersey, but he moved to New Jersey, which like, I think, I think at the end of the day, that might be where it went wrong with him. Like, cause I, I've known that I know I've known that kid since he was like, like we were in like ninth grade together. And like, he was always, a, he was, a, he was a cool kid. But I think like, as soon as he moved to Jersey, it was just like, I like you just become a piece of shit. And, and big T saying New Jersey is is that yes? What, what what yeah? What what Big T said is is correct as well. Juan saying <laughs> bottom of the barrel. It seems that I am back on track with my quote unquote good takes. So you may all welcome me back. I guess I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, New Jersey's fucking awful. And the fact that Zach Clayton comes out and his whole character is he's from fucking New Jersey. I was like, this man is a heat in the Rome household. Just. Just bottom line, hands down, like this, this man is a, this man is a heel. The he was a heel part, anyway, but if he wasn't a heel, he'd be a heel. So the funny part is yeah. how the crowd, they just knew the moment he was gonna mention Jersey, the crowd was gonna boo. Like they knew it. They were like, yeah, everyone hates Jersey. Just go out there and mention it, and you're gonna get fucking heat. <laughs> the only thing that came out of New Jersey that I like, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's from New Jersey. Yeah, I think he is. The Clerks movies are are based in New Jersey, so yeah, I, like because they because they are, they like the New Jersey Devils, which also fucking Jersey Devils suck. Um, <laughs> again, it's just there's nothing nice about New Jersey. I can't stand New Jersey. It's just yeah. Well, now that we have all these people in chat here, if you have not hit that subscribe button, please hit the subscribe button for us. You know it helps us out a lot. Uh, it doesn't hurt you guys at all. It's all free. Um, Jeff, could you, uh, could you imagine like somebody clicking onto this video like, oh, a wrestling podcast talking about AEW. This sounds fun. Clicks on it like, New fuck Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> there oh, was man. a guy from New Jersey. He's a total douche. Context. Yeah, we don't know. talk about him anymore. He, uh, he couldn't take my Broken Predictions championship from me. Well, he couldn't beat me, you know. And then he did beat me in an exhibition match and he was a sore winner about it. So, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I don't even understand the guy myself. He got fired. He's not around. He's not here anymore. He's gone. So, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. Next up was time for the main event. We had um, Ari Davari versus Orange Cassidy. Um, this was actually really, really well done for uh, Davari. He came out and he shit on his hometown. He called his hometown a shitty town, and he picked up a lot of heat for this. Made the match really, really good for the crowd. They were really into this to see him get his ass kicked. Um, this match was awesome. What, what, what did you think? So a few thoughts, and, and I want you to—I want you to hear me out. So, number one, a quote from Ari Davari I really like that I just want to say to your face. Ari Davari quotes talking about Orange Cassidy saying he's easily he's easily the best wrestler on the roster. I want you to keep that in mind, Jeff. Um, and here's something I've noticed about Ari Davari. And, and hear me out. I think Ari Davari, the character, is Tony Khan portraying himself into a character based off what WWE drones say about him. I like he's, it. He's a rich guy who's using his daddy's money yeah. to sign up all of the best talent in the business. Wow. Right? How did you I'm see the, here watching this and I'm like, holy shit. 
Like, that's Ari Davari, and that's Tony Khan, what the Fed drones say about him. Dude, that's so right on, and I didn't even see it. Like, did you did you come up with that yourself? Yeah, I was, I was looking, I was, like, thinking about Excellent. it. Excellent. And I was like, because, I again, I've been watching Dark and, and Elevation, and he's on there, and I'm just like, I'm like, wait, like, he's talking about, like, signing up all this talent, and he's, he's his trust fund kicked in, which, like, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure, like, trust funds are generally given to you by your parents. Yeah. So you know They call them trust like, fund kids, yeah. I was like, isn't this, like, basically what the Fed fans think Tony Khan is? I mean, more or less, <laughs> you know? Huh. That's a great observation, dude. I did not think that at all. And then as soon as you said it, that's... It really does seem like he's... His whole character is, is Tony Khan. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. I also need to admit to you, every time I see Orange Cassidy, I get mad at you. I know. I, I, You've I done this to me. Orange Cassidy comes out, and I just get so upset with you. Not with him, <laughs> but with you. JR says it, it perfectly here, too. He's a top merch mover. The crowd loves him. He's unlike anything we've ever seen before. As a direct quote from Jim Ross tonight. Um, yeah, I, I thought I this agree. was an excellent match. I think that the... Orange Cassidy matches are so good and so much fun, and they're so unique, too. Like, I was trying to put my finger on it towards the end of this match, because we, like, talked a little bit during the last commercial break, and then I went back and finished the match at the end, and I was just like, there's just something about Orange Cassidy matches that are just so much fun, because the guy is so entertaining, but, like, at the same time, like, he's not just a gimmick. Like, he's a legitimately great wrestler. And, And, again, like, man... This is a hill I'm going to die on, and I don't care at all. This man is... I love Orange Cassidy. This is... This guy is, like, what modern wrestling... There was a really cool interview with Dan Housen, and Dan Housen was talking to... I think... I don't remember what the interview was, but there's a snippet out there. You can find it. And Dan Housen's talking about um, bringing in new fans, and he says that something that he and Orange Cassidy do that that not a lot of other people do is they bring in these casual fans. Dan Housen is talking about how he and Orange Cassidy will go to these signings. And, like, a lot of people will be like, I wasn't a fan of wrestling, but then I saw you two, and, I'm like, you guys were so much fun. Now I love pro wrestling. And I'm just like, yeah, man, Orange Cassidy and, and Dan Housen. But I think Orange Cassidy is a much better wrestler than Dan Housen and whatnot. But Orange Cassidy, man, one of the best, one of the absolute best, I hope he wins a world title someday. He deserves it. Uh, I, I would say he is definitely one of the most entertaining guys on the roster. Absolutely. Yeah, top merch seller, entertainer. Yeah. Pro absolutely. wrestler. Uh, connects with the fans. Great gimmick. Memorable gimmick. Uh, clearly, they like using him outside of uh, off TV as well. Because every time they're like at Comic-Con or anywhere special, they always make sure to send him. Even though he doesn't say anything. Um I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just putting the facts in front of you. If you don't want to acknowledge the facts, then, you know, if you don't want to acknowledge the facts, then don't acknowledge the facts. But I don't know hey, what else know. to say. It, it is it's what it is. Match. This was a super fun match. Loved it. Uh, I completely agree. This was super fun. Um, everything about this match, I just, I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. I was trying to make sure I saw everything. I didn't want to write down a lot of notes because. I have to look away when I'm writing my notes. 
Um, but great match. Um, we had Cassidy come out on top. He uh, he hit the orange punch, right? Or beach? I, I forget how he finished it, but the orange punch. Yeah, yeah he hit the, the orange, orange punch, punch. Gets the one, two, three. Uh, but immediately uh, he gets destroyed. Uh, well, the whole best friends get destroyed by Parker Boudreaux. Um, and then we have Sunny Kiss coming out for the save. Uh, Sunny kind of you know tells Orange, "Hey, I got this. I got this." And I saw it coming from a mile away. I was like, he's going to turn. He's going to turn. And man, Sunny Kiss turns around and kicks Orange Cassidy right in his sack of oranges. So damn hard. Um, I felt bad, but that was great. That, it was a yeah. very good way to fool me earlier with no entrance and getting squashed. I thought Sunny was done. I literally did. And then they brought, brought him out and they... Add him to the uh, trust uh, trust busters is what I'm guessing, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I knew Sonny was going to join the trust busters because they teased it last week on uh, on Elevation. True. I, I saw the tease, but that squash earlier with no entrance just felt odd to me. I was like, oh wow, okay, that's different. And well, no, because huh? Sonny Sonny realizes that the way that their career has been going. Like, they're not on TV. Like, the a change had to be made. They're not on TV, and then they finally get on TV, and they get squashed. So that was just what Sonny thought that they had to do. Um, you know? It, I, I Again, it, I, think it's, I, I think it worked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, congrats again, Big T, on winning another Battle Royale, bringing another trophy home to the King's Court. <laughs> Thank you. He loves those Battle Royales, man. Uh, He's going to keep racking you... up the win. When you do the attack somebody, you have to do like their exact name, like do the at symbol and then like Juan C you would have had to do. Or like at Coach Nick, you know what I mean? Um, So this was an excellent uh, episode of Rampage. I loved how we went off the air here with uh, Parker standing tall, looking good, looking like a monster. Um, you know, once this guy loses that, now I'm going to use the word baby face, but I'm not meaning it in the wrestling term. I'm talking like in real life, like having that baby face. Once he grows into that like man's face, that dude's going to be scary as hell. Um, you know, give him a couple years. That dude's going to be a monster. Yeah, definitely. Um, really excited for his future. Uh, yeah, this is an excellent episode of Rampage. Had a lot of good storytelling, a lot of promos. The matches were all a blast. Um, yeah, it's episodes of Rampage like these that make it a little bit more bearable that they're not live and not two hours. Because um, this was a very good episode, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, what do they have for us in store for next Wednesday? Alright, well, for starters, they announced that on August 24th, which is uh, Dynamite in two weeks, they're going to have the quarterfinals for the... World Trios Championship Tournament, uh, Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open will be August 24th. Do not miss we that have... match. What's up? I said do not miss that match. To anybody, oh, if you no. got something going on, make sure you record it, hit your DVRs. Do not miss that. The left side of this bracket for this tournament is like must-see TV. Mm -hmm. um, next week, we have Andrade El Idolo, Roosh, and Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks and a partner of their choosing. It seems like it's going to be Brandon Cutler, you know? I think it might be Brandon Cutler coming out to team with the Bucks. I think it's uh, where they're going with this. You know, I think we're going to tease it, and they're even going to start coming down the ramp. 
and they're gonna get to the ring and we're gonna hear the battle cry man i think kenny's gonna show up something like that maybe hangman even like i don't know if that's gonna happen but i think they're gonna tease it all the way to the ring and then we're gonna get someone's music hitting to come be their partner yep um we also have tony storm versus kylan king the varsity blonde will be in action against the gun club okay daniel what garcia versus right? uh, brian danielson best two out of three falls match now this is going to be a fucking banger make sure you're watching this. yeah it'll be incredible next friday on rampage we have the ftw championship hook versus zach clayton the AEW World Tag Team Championship will be on the line. Swerve in our glory versus Private Party. Ooh, that the should be good. AEW World Trios Championship Tournament quarterfinal. The Trustbusters versus the Best Friends. So that is uh, next week. Dude, that's some good matches right there. I can't wait to see uh, Will Osprey again. That's, that's, my, that's my dude. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, Jeff, do you have anything else you want to talk about wrestling-wise? Um, I don't believe so. Uh, just besides, you know, we could do a quick uh, SmackDown tonight. You know, I turned it on once I got home just to see what was going down. You were asking about pumped-in crowd noise. So when I immediately turned it on, it didn't seem like it because the crowd was kind of into what was going on when I turned it on. I flipped it on right at the Liv Morgan segment with... Uh, I believe it was Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like they were pumping it in there, but immediately after, I saw the crowd sitting there doing nothing, and it was like they were going ballistic. And I was like, um, what? <laughs> I was like, what, what? Okay. But they've been doing that for like 20-something years. I don't think that's something that Triple H is going to stop, to be honest with you. Well, number one, that's shitty. Number two... I'm never going to ask like a simple question about WWE ever again in the Discord because as soon as I did, <laughs> Jeff was like, all right, I have an excuse. Yeah. And everybody was like, more importantly, why are you talking about SmackDown? <laughs> well, that was because I was on Twitter and I'm just like reacting to what I'm reading on Twitter. That is not as bad as actually turning on SmackDown. Like all, all Jeff needs is an excuse to watch SmackDown, which is fun. You know, again, hey, I, I think the product's getting better. I think that the product went from being like a two out of ten in ratings to uh, like a four or five out of ten. So it's getting. That's better. exactly how I feel as well. I I think I even said something to that effect in a Discord there. But um. Damn. Yeah, Juan I just didn't even watch SmackDown tonight, Jeff. How does that make you feel? That that Juan, the high rollers are in shambles once again. Juan chose to watch Falcons preseason football over smackdown and like mind you and this isn't me hating on the falcons they, they're pretty thing? much guaranteed to be the worst team in the league this year they're they're in complete rebuild mode damn the coach is hitting them with the 20 hitting them with the score too oh. i wasn't gonna do it not even a touchdown man coach. ouch coach is savage coach is coming in with like going for the jugular i wasn't gonna bring it up i also wasn't gonna bring up um fuck it, i'm gonna bring it up the 20 17 season uh, divisional rounds. Um, what happened to the Falcons? I believe Matt Ryan tried to throw a touchdown pass to Julio Jones and just slipped right through his fingertips. You know, where was that at? Who? What team did they play? 
believe that was at what we would call Lincoln Financial Field. Yes, that's right. And then you, you know what? So here's a funny thing, Juan. I have a really I don't I don't know how it shakes out this way, but in my life I've been to quite a few Eagles games, and for some reason it's not by design. It always like I've been to more Eagles versus Falcons games than any other team, and, and it's so weird to me. So I I've been to. Carson Wentz's rookie year, I was at Eagles-Falcons. Eagles beat the Falcons that day. I was there for the the, 28, uh, the 2018 game, not the divisional round. The next year we played you guys in the home opener um, when we unveiled the Super Bowl banner. Beat you there. The next year, when the Eagles were actually bad, I went to Atlanta. Complete trash can, by the way. Sorry, Juan. I, I, you might, you're from Atlanta. Um... Atlanta's a fucking trash can. You're great, though. But, like, I, I went to Atlanta for the Eagles versus Falcons. Um, it's really funny. The The bars were serving... Um, the bars were serving Philly cheesesteaks <laughs> in Atlanta. And they were terrible. Like, I didn't get one because I'm smarter than that, but people next to me got it, and, like, it was not good. It looked really bad. Yeah, they don't know how, um, to, they don't know how to cook cheesesteaks over there. No, they, well, yeah, it's, it's a Philly thing. If you don't, so, if you don't get it, you. Don't I want to point um, out something crazy here. Juan just said that it was on Fox. The, the football game was on Fox at the same time as SmackDown. So even if he wanted to, it was essentially blacked out by the football game. That's crazy. I did not think that that happened. Um. Well, yeah, local local games will do that for you. Like I know here in Philadelphia, NBC gets those preseason games. Yeah. So it really it really just depends on who has the rights to that team's preseason stuff. So I guess in Atlanta, Fox is kind of the team is the 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 network that gets it the most. Hey, um, coach, the Hawks got. Um, damn, I'm forgetting his name right now. Trey. Uh, they got Trey. Whatever his name is. Damn. Juan, I will say this. I would recommend a pizza place to you since you live in Atlanta. It's called Rocky Mountain Pizza. I just want you to go there. It's good pizza. I got I got it there when I was in Atlanta. It was the one nice thing in Atlanta. Um go there, check it out, tell me what you think. Um yeah, hit me up yeah. in the Discord if you ever if, I don't know how close you are to it. Um it was kind of like in the middle of the city in Atlanta, but uh it was enjoyable. Very good, very so good establishment. Highly recommended. Yeah, I'm guessing what they do is they move it over to one of those Fox uh, FS1 or FS2 channels. But if you don't have cable and you don't have those channels, you ain't watching SmackDown at that point. So that's wild. They might have lost some viewership tonight. They're going to blame it on the football game, too. It happens, man. I mean, it happens every football season, you know. Local syndication happens. Um, This actually happens often, I believe, with football. The Monday night games always hurt Raw in the ratings and... They're gonna be. I think next year, not this year, but next year, they're gonna they're gonna want to play football games on Black Friday, so like that's gonna be a bad night for SmackDown. Like it's just yeah. it is what it is. Yo, Nick says heard ATL got them crazy strip clubs. Yo, if you've never heard of it, look up Freak Nick. Freak Nick. So Freak Nick is like a festival that happens every year. I don't even know if it still happens, but there's a whole cartoon made on it where these dudes are like on a journey to Freak Nick. Just look is it that up. Like, is that like Coach Nick's brother, Coach Nick and Freak Nick? Oh, I don't know if he's heard of it, but it's one word, like Freak Nick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look that shit up. 
<laughs> yeah, Phillies are really good right now. Um, yeah, Phillies are. Yeah, good no, right man, now. I mean, you, sh you should you should try. <laughs> Coach is like freak dick. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I would recommend it. It's called Rocky Mountain Pizza. Look it up. I, I, I would recommend it. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, literally, was the best part of my trip to to Atlanta. I don't like. Um, I didn't like the stadium, which was kind of surprising because it's a newer stadium. But I, I, I was not a fan. I was not a fan of it. Um, it was in a, a pizza. dome. They're a dome. And so here's my problem, right? Like, it's Atlanta, Georgia. It was like muggy and disgusting. It was an early season game, so it was like September. <clears throat> Excuse me, September. And like, they closed the dome, and it was so hot and so miserable. And they have this screen, right? Like, you know how, like, places have, like, the Jumbotron so you can see everything, like, the score and everything on the replays? They have this screen, and the screen is a, is a cylinder that goes around the bottom of the roof part that opens, right? But the, the seats go all the way up, and the thing hangs down. So I actually miss – I was missing things that usually you could see. Like, I couldn't see the entire Eagle sideline from my seat. Um, because of this hanging thing, but because it hangs down, like the the bat, like this side blocks this side. If that makes sense, so like I'm sitting up here and I'm looking at the back of the screen and it's blocking the front of this other side of the screen and blocking the eagle sideline. So I'm there and I have no idea. So we end up that's the one Falcons game I've been to that we lose, and I'm wondering like where the fuck like all the receivers are at. So in this game, all of our receivers got hurt. Deshaun got hurt. Alshon Jeffrey got hurt. Like, it was just down to Aguilar, and Aguilar was trash. Um, and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Because I'm like, where are all these players at? At no point could I look at the sideline and see that they were on, like, in the blue tent. At no point could I see on the screen that they were unavailable. So I did not enjoy my time there. I will say this, though. The the concessions were extremely cheap. And that was surprising. Too. That's that good. Was, well, it's because Atlanta has no, like... No offense to Juan, but and he could probably back me up on this because I know other Falcons fans who told me the same thing. Like, there aren't a lot of Falcons fans, and they struggle with ticket prices. I remember going down to Atlanta. Um, I'm almost done with my Atlanta time story. Um, but I remember driving down to Atlanta. They had billboards for season tickets, and it was um, it was uh, get your season tickets packages starting at like. It was like $150, and I'm like, bro, number one, the Eagles, to be an Eagles season ticket holder, number one, it's a 20-year wait list. Like, that, and that's not an exaggeration. Like, people go on this wait list for over a decade to get on it, and I need to get around to doing that, because I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, and then number two, like, season tickets here are, like, thousands. Like, you can't just get, like, a season ticket combo for 150 bucks like that's how desperate they are to sell tickets dude so um, when i first uh you know moved in with the wife here her dad had season tickets to the eagles games for like 15 years and it was right when they went on their four and uh what was it four and 11 or four and 12 season and they just went into like rebuild mode and he couldn't even sell the tickets for the past two years before that. Nobody would even buy them from him or anything like that. It was crazy. And I think he was paying 15,000 uh, per season for him at the time. And he was like, I just can't afford it. If nobody's going to buy the tickets from me, I can't afford it anymore. And he, he, he gave them up. And now it's... where was he trying? Because the resale market is very lucrative with Eagles tickets. Like I know because I buy tickets almost every year. 
Yeah. I don't know what wherever his were, they weren't selling for what he wanted them to sell for or something. Like you know, this is back in two thousand I wanna say what, uh two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, right around there. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah. I, I, that's a shame he gave those up. That's I know. That's like a life like a once in a lifetime. We talk thing, about it know? all the time. He's like, Man, I can't believe I gave those up. <laughs> I wish I would have known him. I would have been like, Hey, I'll try to help you out a little bit. Yeah. I'm not um, even sure we knew each other back then. I don't think Jenna was working her no. uh, teaching job or anything yet. No, no. My, the wife and I weren't even, like, we had just gotten together. We just started yeah. dating in 2012. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, I'm going to two Eagles games this year. I'm excited. I'm going to the Eagles-Jags game in October. So maybe I'll get a glimpse, a glimpse at Tony Khan. Nice. You never know. Oh, that's, uh, that's right. He should be here. And then I'm going to Indianapolis for the Eagles-Colts game. Nice, nice. I'm I'll probably work my way to a game. I'll probably just pick one and go find some tickets. Yeah, it, it's a good time. I love going to Eagles game. It's home away from home for me. All right, so uh, let's do our game of uh, 20 questions here. Are you ready? All right, yep. Uh, everyone that's tuning in, uh, thank you for hanging out with us for the AEW Rampage recap and discussion. We are about to play video game 20 questions so for those that aren't are new here, I'm going to pick a game off of my wall, and um, you know we're gonna Jeff is gonna ask 20 questions to try to solve it. You guys can help him in the chat uh, with that. He's currently one in five, I think it is. <laughs> um, but so yeah, let me uh, give me a second to uh, pick a game. All right, and while he's over there picking a game here, we'll. Uh... Take you guys up to the top floor of the Bellagio Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. We got a beautiful view here. Um, you know, that giant Ferris wheel that you see up there in the corner, that thing is taller than the hotels that you see around it. Um, and the Ferris wheel cars that you get in, they're not like little tiny seats that you sit in. It's like a bus, not literally a bus, but it's the size of like a school bus. And you can get like 20 people in there and it's like a glass room all the way around. Some of them have bars in the middle so you can buy drinks and stuff on that Ferris wheel. That thing is insane. If you ever go to Vegas, you got to go ride that thing. It's really cool. All right, Jeff. All right, all right let's do this. Let me. I have game picked. Let me fix so your you camera because are... every time you turn it off and back on, something happens. You said you have to fix it? Yeah, I gotta. Uh, I just have to bring it to my screen. There we go. All right, I am ready, and you are ready to go. Yep, you are on the clock, sir. You may go ahead. All right, let's do this. So we will start with my traditional question number one: of Is this a first-person shooter? No. All right. Is that near the MGM Grand? Uh, let's see, where was it? Um, it's uh, a little no, bit. It not. It's a little bit farther down. <laughs> it's a little bit farther down the Strip One. It's behind. Oh, I forget. It's it's behind where the Hilton used to be, I believe. I could be I could be incorrect. I'd have to look it up. Oh, uh, let's see here. So, is this an RPG? No. Uh, is this a sports game it is hey we got a sports game coach the coach is in the game <laughs> put him in all right so 
Not I think lie, it would I be the sports game just for him. Nice. So I think we can try to narrow down the sport here. Let's uh, let's see what we can do here on the sport. So let's start with the maybe the obvious one. Is this a football game, like American style football? American style? No, it's not an American style football game. Okay. So. Coach is so excited. He's all ready to go. Pretty sure uh, we're already on, well on track. <laughs> Wii Sports. Wii Ooh, Sports. All oh, right, so let's see here. Um, well, I guess since we said, is this an American football game? We can ask, yeah. Is this a football game in general? Uh, speaking of what the world considers football and we consider soccer in America. Uh, no, it is not. Oh, all right. Swerved us. He swerved us. Okay. Always playing the game. All right. So, Super Mario Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> that would be amazing I don't if know, they had that. It? Okay, so let's go with, is this a basketball game? No. Okay, so we have no American football, no basketball. It's not a soccer game, so no FIFA. Oh, man. All right, let's see. All right, even I have one of these. Is this a hockey game? No. No? Okay. Anybody remember Blades of Steel on Nintendo? That was my, one of my favorite games of all time. Coach coming in with NHL Blitz. Uh, oh, not a hockey game, man. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Is that a real game? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Oh, man. So, all right. So, it is a sports game, but I think he purposely chose something difficult for us here. Me? No. Me? No. All right. No, no. Yeah, let's do that, Big T. Is this a Nintendo game? It is. It is. Excellent question, Big T. How many questions am I on? That was your eighth question. Or are we on? We're team... Okay, uh, we are on a... I'm assuming it's a Mario sport game. Yeah, I think Wii Sports would have been way too obvious. Um, but it, did Wii Sports come with the console when you bought it? Like like Duck Hunt? Uh, let's see here. Is so, that a question? Yeah, I mean, it was going to have to be, but I don't want to ask it like that. Let's see here. Um... So, would this be a Wii Sports type of game? Are you asking if it's Wii Sports or, like, what is a Wii Sports type of game? Uh, I wasn't sure if there were multiple versions of Wii Sports, so is there only one? <laughs> uh, there, I don't want to give you a freebie, Jeff. Okay. Oh, I have plenty of questions. You can so ask. I think we're you on can a good track. A if you want. So... How do I ask this? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Does this game have multiple sports within the single game? No. 
Okay. So we, we just eliminated that that way. That was nice. Okay. Is this a game that is meant to be played with uh, Joy-Cons? Like, motion? Motion controls? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Alright, Coach, we're looking at a Nintendo game that doesn't use motion. Have we ever played FIFA before? Absolutely, Juan. FIFA's dope. Mario Tennis. Wouldn't that be designed for the Joy-Cons, though? I feel like... No, I mean, not if it's on, like, a Nintendo 64 or something pre-Wii. Okay, let's figure out the console. Let's do that. Um, Alright, so Nintendo... Let's go with Is this game played on the Nintendo Wii? No. Okay. Is this game played on the Nintendo Switch? No. Okay. I believe that's our two major Nintendo consoles, so we can go back to possibly Nintendo 64 times, or maybe even farther. I mean, Super Jeff, I coll I've collected games from every Nintendo generation, so oh, I know, do I know. not assume that I do not. it's not a Wii game or a GameCube game, or an N64 game, or a Super Nintendo. I don't, I only have, I don't want to tell you how many NES games I have, but I don't have a lot of those, so I'll give you that much. Just trying to think what uh oh so yeah there are a lot of sports games back in the back in the day. Excite bike. Red bar and that shit. Uh hmm. Ooh, Mario Kart. Feel like that would be on the Switch though. <clears throat> Pretty sure I got Mario Kart on my Switch right here. Mario Kart 8, in fact. And there's multiple Mario Kart. Yeah, there's like fucking 13 of those things. Hmm. Oh, here's a good question. So, is this sports game part of the big four sports? So, you know how I say like we're four for four fans in Philly, basketball, football, baseball, uh, hockey. So, is it a sports game from one of the four big sports? a really uh, smart way to ask four questions in one question, but no, it's not a big four sport. Okay. Ooh, good one, T. Good one, T. Is this a wrestling game? No. Alright, we are dwindling our uh, questions down here. Uh, how many we have left? You have five more questions in that. Ah, shit. Oh my god, coach, dude, I played that with my dad, bro. I totally forgot about that shit. Tiger Woods Golf. I so remember playing that with my dad, dude. <laughs> coach, Harry Potter World Cup game. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. That would be really funny because that is technically a sports game. You know what's know funny is there's an old Quidditch game that, like, the graphics look terrible, but it still plays better than half the games that come out today. Like, it's still really good. <laughs> Believable. All right, so let's go with that question from T. Is this a racing game? No. No. Okay. 
Ooh, might be an Olympic style game. Um, that drops drops us to four. I think Rome would try to swerve us like that. Boom. Yeah, me? let's see. No. Is this a track and field type game? No. No. Okay. All right, this is getting down to the wire here. We got three left. Correct. Wow. All right, <laughs> sports game. Nintendo, not on the Wii, not on the Switch. Switch. It's not a major sport. SSX3, what the hell is that? It's a snowboarding game. Oh, yeah, those were dope. Yeah, let's... Uh... Ooh, Fight Night. Okay, uh, man, we got so little questions left. Um, Coach, that's a good one right there. That makes me want to ask that for sure. Is this a fighting game? No. Okay, that rules out all kinds of UFC games. No man, boxing. I'm really glad that you really kind of fell off here. <laughs> that was getting. That yeah, was getting we bald. sure did, man. Anyways, continue. I do think it's going to be in that Mario world now. Uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the only questions we can ask to eliminate a lot of stuff. So, yeah, is this in the Mario universe? Yes. Okay. I'm going to flat out admit right now, I am unaware of any sports games made in the Mario universe other than, I think, Mario Golf. So, and I don't even know but if that's what it's called. You haven't nailed the console down yet either, so that doesn't help you either. What's that? You haven't even nailed the console down yet either, so that's yeah. really going to give you a hard time. Alright guys, what do we got in the Mario world? You have uh, two more questions. Okay, two more questions. Mario and Sonic is an Olympic game, isn't it? And we kind of ruled out the track and field thing. Yeah, you asked a question if this is a track and if track and field is in this game, it is not. Mario Sports Mix. There was Mario Tennis and stuff, yeah. Um, I did ask if it was a mixture of games though, remember, so it was not a multiple multitude of games in one. Not of the major four sports. Was there a standalone Mario Tennis? Let's, I'm not asking that question yet. I'm asking T and Coach. Mario Strikers? What was that? Uh. Cousin played Mario Dancing. <laughs> Mario Football. Can't That's ask what system. We're trying to narrow it down. It's not on the Wii and it's not on the Switch. Um, we can use one more to ask, like, what's on the GameCube. All right, let's go. Or, or we can ask, you know, is it on the GameCube? All right, so, yeah, we'll waste one more question here. Is it on the GameCube? 
No. No. Okay. Is Mario Striker soccer? I'm not sure. Is Mario Strikers a soccer game? Do you want me to answer that? No. Is that a question? No. Okay. More asking T or Nick. Okay. Or Juan. Mario D's nuts. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, so... I'm trying to think. It's not a fighting game. It's not football, not basketball, not baseball, not soccer. Or, I'm sorry, not hockey. We already asked if it was a soccer game. It's not soccer. Or football. Um, man, I think he's swerving us on the sports, not racing. I think it's going to be a loose a loose definition of the, 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 the sport. Like how on ESPN they have Scrabble, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, your your last advice was Mario D's nuts, Juan. I thought you had given up at that point. I'm sorry. Damn, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff is leaving Juan out to dry. The high, the whole, what was it, the high rollers? Yeah, the high rollers are in shambles. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Juan's last it was Mario D's nuts. Like I I, I considered that guess. a I give up. Yeah, yeah coach, that's I'm where like, I'm leading. I'm leaning towards that as well. I have one question left. You have one question left. You need to, I need a question, Jeff. All right, let's go with, is this a golf game? No, it is not. Fuck. <laughs> and now I need a guess. Holy shit. Right, what could technically be considered a sport game? Is there a Mario gambling game? Like... That shit's on ESPN too. Mario Gambling. <laughs> Mario Casino. <laughs> oh man, sports. Okay, there's something's got. Did we we said no baseball. There's no Mario baseball. Holy crap, coach. We asked for a sports game and I delivered. Oh, he's got us, man. I think he got us here. Then it's Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. He even confirmed that it was not a track and field type. But if it's a Winter Olympics game, he might give, get the old technicality of like, oh, there's no track and field at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> Who knows? I know. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to need a guess there. All right. I am going to go with... There is a Mario baseball. Yeah, I said it was no baseball, though. All right, I'm going to go with Big T on this one, and we're going to see if one of my questions was a technicality. We're going to go with Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. All right. Well, Jeff, you played a good game. However, that is incorrect. It's actually funny because Big T said this game very early in the game, oh, and I shit. thought I was fucked. Released on the Nintendo 64, the game that I chose was Mario Tennis. Huh. A very simple one. I thought that I was... I, I said it a few times, too. Coach. Huh? I did say it a few times, too. Oh, sorry. The light didn't do a really good job with that. I see now. Mario Tennis. There you go. Hopefully that's better. Anyways, Mario Tennis for the N64. Good game. 
Yes. When right. I thought about Mario Tennis, my brain went to the wrong console. I thought that game was meant for the jo the Joy-Cons. But uh, yeah, Big T once again, he he's uh Big T's got my number. He's he's playing a good game. He actually guessed that before like you asked like almost all of your questions. Yeah. He was you were like, "Is it a sports game?" I said yes, and he was like, "Mario Tennis." Yeah, he said it right away. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. You guys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to go pick another one. Oh, it's already 1230, man. Ugh. What? We're only doing one tonight, Jeff? Are you kidding me? Uh, we went long. We'll, we'll, we'll do another quick one. I'll try to be quick with this one. All right. All right. It's not my fault. You're taking That is not my fault. Big T loves them video games. Oh, I still got to make you that avatar, bro. You and Juan. I'm going to make you guys both one. Shoot me an idea or two over in uh, Discord of uh, what you guys would like. Jeff is a cell merchant. I don't know if you guys saw it earlier, but uh, I actually created this uh, mock sweater. I had like a t-shirt place make it for me. All right, Jeff. It's got the. Picked, you I can't did. really see it. It's, it's got the Dean Ambrose in the background and mock spray painted over it. You back yet? I'm back. There it is. Yo, Lex is back. Booga booga. What's up, Lex? What up, Lex? All right, let's get this one started with our traditional question. Is this a first-person shooter? No. All right, let's go with, is this an RPG? No. Okay. Let's go with another, is this a sports game? <laughs> no. Right. I gotta start figuring out these uh, genre questions to narrow it down more. Is this a shooter of any type? No. Okay. Is this a racing game? No. Is this a wrestling game? No. Jesus. Okay, um, man, where do we go from here? Better be a fighting game, did I ask that? Is this a fighting style game? No, it is not. You know, I would have thought so too, Coach, but that's, that's definitely a shooter, and he said it is not any type of a shooter. Pretty sure it's gonna be a sports game. Uh, already are no sports game, no RPG, no shooter. Um, trying to figure out how to ask this question. Like, is this a game show type game? Like, uh, no, that's not what I want to ask. Uh, Is this a like multiplayer game where you can compete against friends? 
You're asking if this is a, mo a multiplayer game? Yes, where you would actually compete against friends, though. Oh, well, competitive multiplayer. No. Yeah. No. No. Hmm. I mean, I, I was going the Mario Party route, if that question still makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Is this an adventure-style game? Yes. All right. Good question, Juan. Excellent question. I'm going to put that in my... Yeah, you always forget to ask that genre. Yeah, I'm going to put that in my top five of the genre questions. Yeah, that's kind of my favorite genre. The okay. action-adventure genre. So... So it does seem like this is going to be a solo adventure type game. All right. Uh, does this game have a dark setting? In what way? Uh, like, like I'll give you an example. Like a dark setting for me would be like a Dark Souls game. Like a lighter setting would be a little bit more of a Zelda type game, I guess. Yeah, I'd say no for the darker question. Okay. All right. So we're looking at Adventure, Crash Bandicoot, Come on. <laughs> you guys are just making predictions already, uh, no, I would say no horror if it's going to be not a dark game, um, so Adventure type. Man, already like stumped right now. Would this game be considered uh, on the next gen consoles like PS4 and above? Are you asking is this a PS4 slash Xbox One game? Or was it on these systems is what you're asking? Yeah, or, or recent. Like I'm kind of going a timeline of PS4 or recent. The, this game is on those consoles, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, is it rated E for everyone? That's too many games, Big T. Uh, yeah, is this based on any sort of a movie? No. Okay. Is this based on any sort of a comic book? No. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> is the game <clears throat> excuse me is this game uh part of a series yes okay so there's multiple of this adventure game uh well let's kind of go with one of these routes is this uh a nintendo game no i should have already known that with our ps4 and xbox Damn it. all right uh let's see here an adventure game ps4 xbox Horizon? That's a good question. Um, Alright, is this game set on another planet? No. Okay, so I believe we're looking at Earth here. Um, you have three questions left. Holy shit. Yep. In an adventure style game, I would imagine it's going to be fictional characters. Almost no matter what, huh? Is that a question? No. Kind of talking to coach. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hmm. 
does have sequels. We're looking at an adventure. Yeah, that's a good one, Lex. Uh, is this game set in the present day? Um, some of it. Okay. Okay. Two more questions. Ooh, how do we do that? Yeah, I, I think he, I think you're on to something there, Juan. Um, is this in the Assassin's Creed world? It is. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that as well, Juan. How do we get this with one question, though? How do we figure out which one it is with one question? <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah. How do we eliminate a couple of them at once is would be a good idea. So I believe a few of them have the same main character and then one of them drifts off. I don't know. I haven't played enough of them. I know I know of all of them. I've played a couple of them. Bon, don't don't uh, put the cart in front of the horse game's not over yet yeah T I mean I follow the whole Viking stuff in my life pretty closely I feel like I would be a douche to not guess that one but hmm maybe I ask a question to eliminate that one first yeah that's exactly where I was going big T but I'll make this a little bit harder for you I own every single Assassin's Creed game I know that I know that I didn't doubt that for a second. Uh, I did ask if it was on modern consoles. It's on PS4 or Xbox One or above. Which is funny because... Oh, you know what? I don't want to say anything. Never mind. Jimoy! Welcome. Parker Boudreaux is an absolute beast. Love that dude. Absolutely. Thoughts on Parker Boudreau? He's he's inexperienced, but he is he's kick ass. He's he's fucking awesome. He's, Future world champion. I was just right. saying earlier, you know, if you want to rewind about half an hour, maybe a little more, um, in a couple of years, this guy is going to be an absolute monster. Can't wait to see. But yeah, so let's go. We're doing some twenty questions right now, Jamoy. We're uh, we have one question left, and we have narrowed it down to. The video game that we are trying to name is in the Assassin's Creed world. We got one question left to try to figure out which one. Ah. What was the one before the Viking one, guys? We had, like, Assassin's Creed, like, 1, 2, and 3. And then there was one that had, like, a theme, and then another theme, and then Vikings. Shite. That is one of the worst... <laughs> This is one of the worst uh, recaps of the Assassin's Creed series I've ever heard in my entire life. There was one, two, and three, and then there was a gimmick one, and there was another gimmick one, and then then they did the Vikings. Like, <laughs> God, <laughs> awful. Ooh, that Black Flag awful. was actually the one I played. So, okay. 
All right, I'm going to go with the two that I actually like the best. So I'm going to ask one question that will eliminate one of them. <laughs> All right, did this Assassin's Creed game have to do with Vikings? No. All right, then my final guess is going to go ahead and be Assassin's Creed Black Flag to see if Big T racks up another win. So, I'm concerned that Big T has my room bugged. <laughs> it is Assassin's Creed Black Flag, released oh, on the Xbox, the Xbox T. One, PS4, and the Wii U. Holy shit! I was hoping man. that you were, I was hoping that you were going to ask if it has sailing because there's like five Assassin's Creed games that have sailing. So if I you had said. If you had said, does this game have sailing? I would have been yes. But I would have pointed out that there are about five of them that have sailing in it. Yeah, I thought of going down that line, and I was going to say, are there pirates in this game? But I thought the same thing. I was like, I bet you there's pirates in a lot of them. So I went with, you know, the Vikings one. There's only one with the Vikings. Yeah, I'm thinking Big T's like, he's got a bug in my room right now. Like a long-lost cousin or something? I'm going to have to, like, double-check my room tonight. <laughs> After I get off the call. He's gone now almost every single game before. Alright, so I'm, I'm now, biggest... what, 2 and 7. Thank you, Big T, for that one. Uh, I wouldn't I'm, have yeah, even big... remembered that, and that's the one I played. Go I'm figure. I'm the biggest Assassin's Creed fan, so if you look on the wall right here. Oh! Yeah. So this came, this came with, uh, with the game, the pre-order for the game. And it's actually made by a comic artist, McFarlane. Forget, forget his first name is. But so Anthony McFarlane? No, no, no. Uh, Seth McFarlane? No, not Seth. That's Family Guy. But no, he he makes comics. There's also so a Seth would... McFarlane that does the Spawn comics. If it's the guy that does Spawn, that's him. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I don't read a lot of comics, so. Yeah. He does all the Spawn action figures that you see everywhere. It'll always say Seth McFarlane Spawn. All right, man. That was another uh, fun time. I'm, I'm glad we did the uh, second one here tonight. Um, but it is closing in on 1 o'clock in the morning, and I got work tomorrow. So go ahead and close us out, please, sir. Absolutely. Well, this has been episode 64 of the Broken Tables podcast. I did a N64 game on episode 64. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a like and subscribe or a follow, depending on where you find us. Thank you for listening to us on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Thank you to everyone who hung out with us live. Big T said Todd McFarlane. Yep. There you go. Um, but thank you to everyone who, you know, checked us out live. Make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe if you're already not subscribed. For everyone checking us out in the past, you should really come hang out with us in the, you know, in the present. Because we have a great time here on stream. Having battle royales and shooting the shit with everyone. Talking wrestling and video games. Um, you know, you can follow us on Twitter on at Broken Table Show or on Facebook and Instagram at the Broken Tables Podcast. We go live on YouTube following every single AEW Dynamite, Rampage, and even pay-per-views. All Out is September 4th. It will be here before we know it. I'm so excited. Uh, we hope to see everyone again uh, for next Wednesday's Dynamite recap. Until then, see everyone later and have a great weekend. Absolutely, man. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here tonight. And uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and hit that ring bell for notifications. 
and everybody have a great night top guys out